0: And we're leaving all of those gifts, talents, all those people we're supposed to touch and impact out in the cold because we're not willing to go out and do something big, which we already know we're called to do. We're just afraid
1: to step out there. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with my good girlfriend, radical success coach, Doreen Rainey. She's here to teach us how to use her radical success method To face our fears. Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to the Redefining Wealth Podcast. Super excited about the series that I have for you this month. If you are new to the Redefining Wealth Podcast, then a big welcome to you. I hope you enjoy this episode, but this community especially, because here we believe that wealth is more than money and material possessions. Wealth is also about well-being. Now, as a person who's been known as a personal finance expert for quite some time now, I've always believed that it's never just been about the outgo. So many times it's about cutting spending, no more lattes, no more shopping, no more hair done, no more nails done, no more this or that. But I've always believed that what if we put more effort into focusing on income? And so even in my books, Real Money Answers, the series, I always talk about how to earn more how to acknowledge what your gifts are, how to take your gifts to the next level so that you can prosper using them. And that's why when I became several years ago aware of Women's Equal Pay Day, I was so passionate about contributing in my own way. There's a lot of celebrities, there's a lot of people in general, personal finance experts included, that jump in on that day to bring awareness to Equal Pay Day. It's the day in the year when the average woman will finally earn what her male counterpart earned the year before by December 31st. So essentially it took up until, or it will take up until April 10th in order for the average woman with a similar job title, similar position to earn what a male earned by December 31st, 2017, last year. And that was a problem for me. That was alarming. And I've always been one of those people who just kind of feel like not on my watch. And the more I would learn about equal pay day and the wage gap, I kept hearing about how industries needed to change, how bosses or employers needed to change and all the conversations that need to happen to me kind of externally. But I feel like that leaves us not in a position of power that as women, we have to be empowered to do what we need to do, to step up, and to take a stand, and to just walk in our power. And so I wanted to create something, and I did create something a few years ago called the Earn More Money Movement for Women. The Earn More Money Movement for Women, it's at IWillEarnMore.com. And at this point, over 22,000 women have gone through this challenge, if you will, where they do these 20 principles. And it's to bring awareness to what we need to do, Again, what we need to do to help close the wage gap, because we can't wait on other people. We just can't. We can hope that they do better. We can hope that policies change and we can hope that hearts and minds change and all of that stuff. But until we change, you know, what is there to talk about? And I'm really proud of the fact that thousands of women have reached out and told me about businesses they've started Or how they held out in negotiation How they went for the raise or promotion Just all kinds of stories that hopefully I get to feature uh, Here on the podcast as well But I really want you to hear those stories And if you are a woman or know a woman Who wants to use her God-given gifts to go to the next level Then I invite you to join me this month At IWillEarnMore.com IWillEarnMore.com It's totally free And whether you want to earn more in your career or as an entrepreneur, there's no way that you won't get something. And you know me by now. Those of you who come back week after week, you know me by now. So you know that it's going to be jam-packed with great information to take you to the next level. And so I couldn't kick off this series with anyone better. Doreen Rainey is my girlfriend in real life. She, I call her my business BFF. She is unofficially, no, what do I say? She's officially my unofficial coach. <laughs> and I get that wrong every time. You're going to hear that in the episode. It's okay. Just go with it. But <laughs> she unofficially coaches me all the time. She's such a powerful woman. Um, she's really passionate about helping us face our fear and then identify what it is we want to do, what we say we want. And then get the guts to go after it, which is what I love. So I want to introduce you to Doreen. If you have been facing any type of fear, anything that's keeping you stuck, making you paralyzed, preventing you from moving forward in your purpose, then this is the episode for you. She is definitely here to shake things up. Doreen is a dynamic, seasoned, and no-nonsense personal and business coach. She uses her radical success method to provide an internal transformation so that you can experience external results. With the calling to show people how to define success for themselves and get the guts to go after it, she focuses on sharing practical, implementable strategies, tools, and processes to get you the results you want. Doreen teaches how to gain clarity, create a strategy, and move into action to become bold and courageous enough to passionately pursue your goals. Listen, we are moving into the second quarter here, and if you didn't do that well on your first quarter goals, this conversation should really have an impact on how you can move through and get what it is you say you want. Without further ado, here's my girl, Doreen Rainey. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth Podcast, Doreen. Well, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here with you today. Oh, I'm super excited. Okay, so you know what I was thinking about today? You have interviewed me in I don't know how many different ways. (laughs) (laughs) you interviewed me on Facebook Live, (laughs) on a telephone call for the Act Like Mm -hmm. a Success community, on stage, on the smaller stage with my husband, and this is my first time getting to interview you. So I, I feel a little nervous. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I feel a little nervous too. I'm in a different seat now. <laughs> <laughs> but so this is going to be good. So I've already told the people that you, you're actually my real good girlfriend in real life. So <laughs> no telling where this will go. But because you're my real good girlfriend on life, that means I'm always on your social media. <laughs> Right. Yes. And you were talking about fear recently. And I really thought that this would be a great conversation to kick off this earn more money movement month for me. You know, I'm always big on acknowledging women's equal payday. Yes. And so with the earn more money movement, I take women through these 20 principles, but the first section is all dedicated to facing your fears And we both know because we worked with tons of people that there's a fear that comes with owning your gifts or being able to ask for more when it's time to negotiate or even just accepting your past and kind of thinking about how others will accept it as you move on and kind of reinvent yourself. And um, the thing that people always ask, or I don't know, I think the thing that people think is that they're fearful, but we're not. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, well, how do you do it? And I'm like, every time I get on stage or TV, I'm talking right before and you've seen me and and you see, we were on tour together. So Doreen has seen this over and over again. I don't know how to act before I speak. (laughs) Like my stomach hurts, teeth chattering, knees shaking, like a pacing. I'm like, I'm just as fearful as you guys. But this is what you said on um, Facebook that I loved. Fear is non-discriminatory. It shows up for everyone. The big separator of those who ultimately win and those who settle is simply what they do when the fear shows up. Yes. Ooh. That was good. That was good. Okay, so let's talk about this. Fear is non-discriminatory. Why do you say that?
0: Well, it's fascinating to me because you know, I understand the the spirit behind the phrase, you know, be fearless, live fearlessly. I get the spirit behind that. But the truth is Fear never goes away. It is there for every person at any time. And you're right. Some people think that there are a certain amount of people who manage to move past fear. And what we're all really doing is managing fear. Mm. And if people could understand that fear is an emotion that's given to us, just like anger, joy, happiness, and it's there to protect us. And so fear says, wait, this is a dangerous situation. This is something out of your comfort zone. This doesn't feel right. Let's adjust so that we don't succumb or get hurt by this fear, by what's coming at us. And what we have to do is train fear to say, I know what I'm about to do is outside of our comfort zone and your job is to keep me comfortable, but I'm letting you know, fear, this is okay. This is what is okay for us to do. And what happens is then your comfort zone expands. You do something that scares the crap out of you, right? <laughs> and then you do it a few more times and then it becomes your norm. And so fear is now like, oh, we don't we don't worry about that. That's normal. But wow. you have to train the fear because it never goes away. It will always show up to protect you. So you have to say, no, this right here, me writing this book, me starting this business, me walking on stage, me starting a podcast, no fear, this is good, this is okay. I got this.
1: Right, and I have to do it in spite of exactly. Yeah, I have exactly. to do it in spite of. It's funny because I think that whenever people think of fear, they'll think to themselves, okay, it, it, we acknowledge it as a fear of failure. Let me say it this way, right? Mm-hmm. We acknowledge it as a fear of failure, maybe it's somewhat. Easier to identify if you're thinking, what if this doesn't go as planned? What if the podcast fails? What if the business fails? What if I don't make any money after I leave my high paying job? You know, what if this, but there are other types of fear too, right? That are not as easily identifiable. Mm -hmm. Yes. So so can you give us some examples? Like is fear of success a big one that you encounter a lot?
0: Fear of success is a big one. Because the fear is, if I become successful, one, what will that mean for my current relationships? How will people see me? Two, will I have more responsibility? Now, what will be required of me? What will people expect of me? So fear of success is a big one. Fear of judgment is another one. I don't want people to think certain things about me. And if I do this, then what will they think? Oh, she thinks she's all that now. Oh, you've changed. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're different now.
1: Yeah, and all put you of out the of
0: fear, Yes, exactly. All of these layers of fear, you know, we allow them to come in, and it stifles us. It paralyzes us. And everybody comes to a defining moment when it comes to fear. Everybody. If you want to start that business, write that book, do the podcast, and somebody else wants to, you're all going to come to the same point where you have to choose. Will I choose to give in to the fear, or will I choose to move forward in spite of it? And the separator between those who go out and do amazing, great, impactful, purposeful things are those in that moment who make the decision to move forward anyway. And there
1: are many, many people who choose not to. Mm. And so is that basically what your radical success method does? Yeah, that so, it does that help people kind of move past that fear or move, not past it, but go on ahead and take it with you? <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. The radical success method is the process of getting to know yourself, getting to know who you are and why you are. And that helps you identify not just what fears you have, but what are they based in? What are mm-hmm. the stories that you've been telling yourself? What are the um, experiences that you've had or the relationships or the things that you heard growing up that impact why you think what you think, why you fear what you fear, and why you make the choices you make when you're faced with fear?
1: Hmm. Why you have the stories that you have, because I just did a podcast called Bless Thy Enemy recently. And one of the things that I talked about was we have to focus more on what is yes. versus what ifs. Yes. Like what is true. And what we do is get caught up in the stories of what ifs. Yes. And one of yes. the things we do at the Earn More Money Movement is one of our days is dedicated to writing out your worst case scenario. So Mm -hmm. what if everything that you think could go wrong did go wrong? Yes. Like, what if it did? Okay. And it's funny. I've done this over and over again. And it never leads to something as catastrophic as the stories (laughs) I put in my mind, right? Yes.
0: And sometimes when you do that type of exercise, you realize, well, well, the the worst thing is is
1: not really that bad after all. Right. (laughs) You realize I've seen worse and I'm still here. I'm still standing. So if the worst thing that could happen is not the worst thing that I've already experienced, I'm winning. Yes. Even if it's a fail, you know, I need to be okay with failing forward because there's still progress and lessons and blessings and new connections and new insight and exposure that comes with just moving forward.
0: Yes. You know, when I decided to um, leave my corporate job and pursue entrepreneurship full time, the worst case scenario was I have to get a job. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, and the problem with um, those kinds of exercises is, well, the, the benefit of those kinds of exercises is it gives you clarity because the problem is if we don't do what you suggested, we have all kinds of, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? What if I lose all this money? Well, no, if you sit down and do the exercise like you just talked about, you realize the worst case scenario is like I got to get a job mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm pretty skilled. I'm pretty smart. I'm pretty good at what I do. So, okay, I'm going to take a chance, but that requires you not to have a fear of judgment. Like what will people say if I quit my job and then I end up having to get another job? Mm -hmm. It requires you not to have a fear of failure. Okay. If I'm going to quit my job, I've got to go for it. I really got to put myself out there. It requires you not to have a fear of success. Okay. I got to go out here and get this money. I have to go out here and make this happen. And whatever people think about me doing this, that's on them. It's right. Not
1: funny. Yeah, no fear of rejection fear or of abandonment. Reaction. A yes. lot of times, it really is about leaving the tribe. Like what I've been learning mm-hmm. about our financial comfort zones, and so based on how you grew up, or you know your peer group, or whoever you're around, there's a comfort zone, a financial comfort zone of what's acceptable to make. Yes. What is an acceptable income and what that range is. And mm-hmm. sometimes you don't want to leave the range because you don't want the other people to feel like, you know, you're way out there and now how do you feel about me or what are you thinking mm-hmm. of me or all this stuff. And it's really made up. It's all in your head. A lot of it is right. stories. But then, you know, some people will be uncomfortable. But what's more important? Like, because uh, I don't think that mm-hmm. everything that I do personally, Doreen, is even about me. Right. You know? So the fear of, well, if I make more money and then people will feel some kind of way cannot outweigh the fear of if I don't do this, the people that I serve might miss out on, on the blessing that I have for them. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. And so exactly. I'm like,
1: if a few people are mad versus the tens of thousands of people that I get to touch every week, I'm going to have to go with the tens of thousands. Right. <laughs> right. I, you know. I'm going to have to go with the tens of thousands. And I'm not going to betray myself because that's the thing too. A lot of us, we have a gift, a calling, a purpose that we really felt driven to, com- like to complete, but because we get caught up in what everyone else thinks, we don't do it. And that eats away at you. Absolutely. It eats away at you and it keeps you
0: further and further inside of your comfort zone. I love what you said about how much money you make in, in terms of relative to your family and friends can keep you in a comfort zone. But I also think other money stories keep you in a comfort zone. You know, when you think about if people ever grew up where, what, what is it, you rob Peter to pay Paul?
1: Uh-huh.
0: And people can get comfortable in the idea that there's never going to be enough. So, uh-huh. you know, we always got to figure it out or two steps forward, one step back. Mm-hmm. Every time I get a little something, something happens. I get a flat tire or, you know, and what happens? We get comfortable in that atmosphere. And so we don't, we don't even understand that there is something else out there because this is what we know. And this is what is comfortable for us. And we're leaving all of those gifts, talents, all those people we're supposed to touch and impact out in the cold Because we're not willing to peek out beyond what we've grown up with, what we might be surrounded by, to go out and do something big, which we already know we're called to do. We're just afraid to step out there.
1: Mm. I like what you said earlier, too. I really do believe that clarity breeds confidence. Mm -hmm. Like One way to help push through the fear is when you do these exercises, like what's the worst case scenario? And it gives you clarity around what your what your out might be, what the exit strategy is, if the worst case does really happen. Once you see that, okay, worst case, I live on my brother's couch. You <laughs> raise my hand because I had to do that in 2009, right? Mm-hmm. Worst case is I have to get a job. Worst case is I have to move back home with my parents. Worst case is we have to eat beans and rice and tortillas for the next six months to make it mm-hmm. happen which my family also did. I raised my hand again. Like if those are the worst case scenarios, once you know that that's what it is, it still gives you a little boost of confidence. Like, okay, well, I know what I'm up against. Right, <laughs> right. right. Because for me, when I'm confused, I, and you know this because Doreen is my unofficial coach, <laughs> officially my unofficial coach, right? So Doreen knows when I am confused, if I don't understand something, I cannot move forward. I just can't. It's like my mind in a a lot of ways. Now, I'm not saying that I have to know the entire process because I am very good at taking the next best step and then learning what I need to learn and looking for the next best step. So it's not about knowing everything. But when I'm not clear on the next best step, I do become paralyzed. I'm going to keep it real when I'm confused. And so I think that clarity really does breed confidence. Clarity breeds confidence and clarity gives you
0: focus. And that's why sometimes when I hear people say, oh, I got so many ideas. There's so many things I want to do. The first thing I'm going to ask you to do is pick one. <laughs> we all got great ideas. We all have 10, 15, 20 things we can do. But a confused mind accomplishes nothing. Hazy, half-committed to this or that, that doesn't produce big results. So the first step of clarity is just to choose, what am I going to focus on? And then move forward with that. And when you talk about, you know, what's the worst case scenario, you also have to free yourself from other people's opinions. Like not only is the worst case scenario, I could end up on my brother's couch, but I also don't care what people think about me ending up on my brother's couch.
1: Including my brother. Including your brother, right. <laughs> you better open this door. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to start a business. You know, the worst case scenario is I have to up another job. And you know what? I don't care what people think about me having to go back and get to work and get a job. I always tell people, even some entrepreneurs that I coach, when they first come to me and I get an idea of what's happening in their business, sometimes my first recommendation is that you go get a job. hmm That's a CEO move because the CEO says my business is bleeding money. My business needs to produce some income. Okay, one of the ways I can produce income right now is to get a job. It's a revenue stream. And you can't worry about what somebody else might think about you once not having a job. You left your job and now you've gone and gotten another job. You cannot be concerned about what other people think as you make powerful decisions to move you forward on your journey.
1: So Doreen, what does that look like though? So even in not being concerned, is that more so in a practical sense? Does that mean you don't even tell people what you're doing? Or do you tell them and then wait for them to say something and go off on them? (laughs) or (laughs) And tell them Doreen said, or like, what does it really
0: look like to walk this out? It looks like, You you taking responsibility for your goals, your vision and your actions. And if people find out along the way, oh, you got a job. Yes, I got a job. I don't know. And I guess it's the social media thing, but I I didn't know we had to make grand announcements about every single solitary little thing that we do. If you're just about your business and you want to share what you're up to, that's great. But I'm not reporting in. Okay, everybody, now I have to go get a job. (laughs) Okay, everybody, now I'm going to go move on my brother's couch.
1: (laughs) Right. It's funny when people hear that story, in particular, people who knew me around that time, they're always like, I had no idea. Why would you? (laughs) Why would you have an idea? Like, why? Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily something you walk around telling everyone. If you weren't extremely close to me, why would you know? Right. Due to your point, I think that, another thing that gets us caught up is being in our head thinking we need to say something before folk find out. I'm good dealing with the folk that find out when they find out and if they have something to say.
0: And you know what else I found out? Now this totally set me free. When I realized nobody really cares about (laughs) me.
1: I knew you were going to say that.
0: You know, contrary to my belief, I am not top of mind when people wake up in the morning and think,
1: I wonder what Doreen is doing today. <laughs> I wonder what if Doreen, Doreen has <laughs> gone back and got a corporate job. Because <laughs> right. the truth is, everyone is dealing with their own set of fears, their own exactly. set of circumstances, their own realities. And they yes. really just don't care. But we yes. get so caught up. But I really feel like... I mean, that's the trick, right? Like, you know, as Kiki Palmer says, that's the real gag. Like, that's the <laughs> gag, is that we get so caught up and we allow all those what ifs to clutter our minds, right? that it just stops us from making progress on what Right, ifs. right.
0: And you realize things like that when, let's say you were a full-time entrepreneur and you went back to work and, and maybe you ran into somebody you know. And you're like, well, yeah, you know, I actually went back and, and got a full-time job. And they're like, I didn't even know you quit your other job. <laughs> like they, people, we are not top of mind for people. <laughs> so I think that is something that if you can take that in, it'll allow you even more freedom to go out there and make the powerful decisions and choices and take the uncomfortable steps that you have to take to really make it happen for you, whatever your it is.
1: So in the radical success method, you know, I know you work with a lot of coaching clients. So how do you move people through this? Like, I love that you say, I think it's like about identifying what they want, but I love when you say, and get the guts to go after it because that moving through the fear piece. So kind of break down what that looks like.
0: So people always ask me, you know, what do you mean when you say get to get radical? Do I have to like jump out of a plane or, you know, things move across the country, sell everything I own. And first of all, radical is relative for some people. You know, I had a client years ago who had not changed her hairstyle for 20 years, not the cut, not the color, nothing. Mm. And she wanted to change her image she wanted to be a little bit more fashionable and it scared her too. So that was radical for Mm -hmm. her to go. Now I change my hair like every, (laughs) that's so unimaginable to me. But for her, it was radical. The first part of radical is to define success for yourself, which means what does it look like for you? And then once you are clear about what your success looks like, the goals that you have, The second part of it is to get the guts to go after it Mm. because people can tell you all day what they want. I want to own a business. I want to live in this type of house. I want to take these kinds of vacations. And as you and I both know, you don't get what you want. You get what you believe. And Mm -hmm. once you believe that you deserve it, now you have to have the guts to go after it. And most people don't. Most people don't have the guts to make tough decisions. Most people don't get the guts to have difficult conversations. Most people don't have the guts to leave relationships that aren't serving them. Most people don't have the guts to go out and start relationships that can serve them. And so when you talk about creating radical success, it's not just being able to define what it looks like. It's also about having the guts to go after it.
1: Mm. And having the guts to go after it, I'm, I'm wondering if this ties in with what we talk about at Earn More Money Movement, which is giving yourself permission. Mm-hmm. You it just, is
0: absolutely about that.
1: Yeah. Giving yourself permission to do those things because especially as women, I think in particular, now I tend to have, you know, I might be a little biased, but I tend mm-hmm. to say that men have delusions of grandeur. <laughs> Even when they're not quite qualified for something, they have no problem with negotiating, but we seem to for many reasons. And a lot of times just being raised to be more agreeable, you know, to be combative, to not to accept kind of what's given to you type of thing. And so, and in my case, there was a point where when I lost everything, being caught up in the failure like I used to have this, I used to have that, I used to do this, I used to be able to live this way and travel that way and all this stuff. It took a while for me to give myself permission to let go of that and just take Mm -hmm. the lessons, take the blessings that came out of that experience and give myself permission to move forward. Like that is done. It's complete. Mm -hmm. You can't go back and change anything. And I had to give myself permission to move forward. And I wonder if that connects well with like getting the guts to go after it.
0: Absolutely. Not only giving yourself permission to move forward,
1: but then equipping
0: yourself to be able to do that. Mm. And one of the things that you go through inside of the method is an internal transformation so that you can actually experience external results. So understanding how can I now give myself permission? How can I let go of those past failures and past disappointments? How can I rewire my brain? How can I reprogram my brain so that I now understand how smart I am, how equipped I am, how capable I am? And with this new level of permission, now I can go out and produce the type of results that I'm looking for. And the challenge for most people Is that it's easier to set a goal, create a schedule, create some action steps that you're probably not going to follow through on than it is to do an internal transformation. If Mm -hmm. you have the internal transformation, the goals and the actions, all that procrastination, all that stuff goes away. Mm -hmm. But you have to (laughs) minimize. It's minimized. But yes, it never goes away. It's always managed. I always said that managing right? Mm-hmm. You're managing your procrastination. You're managing your fears, but you have to get to know why they are there in the first place. And that means that you have to get to know what I always say is the hardest person to get to know, which is you.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it mirrors so closely to redefining wealth and what I talk about with money, because so many times people want the busy work. Mm-hmm. What kind of budget do I need? What are the three credit bureaus? You know, Mm -hmm. what should I invest in? What should I not invest in? Which and it's like question after question, but all of that is external. Those are things outside of you. And what we need to do, which is why we have the pillars that we have and why we talk so extensively about your mindset and your physical well-being and your environment and your relationships, is because we have to work from the inside out. Money will be the natural byproduct, but wealth is not just. Money or material possessions, wealth is about well being. And so when we look at diving into our true well being, like who we really are, how we really show up, what we really believe about ourselves, then money comes naturally. Yes, it is the byproduct.
0: And yeah. if people could grasp that concept, which says, let me think about who I authentically am. What is it that I want to achieve that resonates for me, that highlights my gifts and talents? And how do I overcome and deal with all of the barriers that have been blocking me from that? And all of those barriers are internal. And if you decide to do that work, you'd be amazed at how fast your wealth begins to build. You'll be amazed at how fast your well-being, your holistic success begins to take shape. And so that is right on the whole concept of redefining wealth and those pillars speaks to the work that we have to do on ourselves and on our mindset, where the results that we want have no choice but to show up.
1: Mm, I love that. They have no choice. (laughs) Right. It's law, right? It's natural. Yes. There ha- it has no choice. So mm-hmm. is this the type of stuff that you're going to be talking about on your new podcast? And first of all, wait, <laughs> welcome, welcome <laughs> to the podcast community. <laughs> We're excited for you. So tell us about your podcast, the name, where to find it, and like, what are you going to be talking about?
0: Well, I'm so excited to launch this podcast. It's called the Radical Success Podcast. And our focus, our mission is on helping people understand how to create an internal transformation so that they can experience external results. And this comes out of my work as a coach. I've been a personal success coach and an entrepreneur coach for almost 10 years. So I've been doing this long before social media, (laughs) long before... You know, the industry has exploded since then, which is, you know, great. I'm all for people finding a career that they love. But here's what I've also realized. I've worked with thousands of people. I've connected and networked with hundreds of coaches. And we've talked about our clients and our programs. And as a coach, of course, the marketing side, you highlight all of the people who've had amazing results working with you. And I've had people who've had amazing results working with me but guess what? You also have people who, in spite of the great content that you share, in spite of the insights and exercises that you might give, and you know, in spite of the support and accountability you give to your clients, I noticed that many times some clients just don't produce the results. Mm-hmm. And why is that? <laughs> and my study, again, of understanding why some people can take some information and run with it and produce results and why other people can't boils down to what's going on on the inside of them what do they believe about themselves what do they think about themselves how do they manage fear and so with this podcast you know each episode i'm going to be talking and offering insights and new perspectives and powerful shifts that help guide people to take bold and courageous action so that they can get clarity on their goals so that they can understand what's holding them back and why. And so that they can manage that internal conversation so that they can go out there and do big things and be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I'm excited about, you know, all the content I'll be sharing, the interviews that I'll be having, insightful people who live authentically and who can talk about overcoming challenges. And we're all going to work together so that we can create the life that not only we want, but the life that we deserve.
1: Yeah, that's good. Well, I know I can say that every time I talk to you, it's like a mini coaching session. (laughs) (laughs) If the podcast is any um, example of what I've received, you guys are definitely in for a treat. And your podcast episodes drop every Tuesday, right? Yes, they drop every Tuesday,
0: iTunes. So be sure to check them out. Of course, I'd love feedback, you know, share your, your comments, your thoughts, subscribe, all that good stuff. And I also want to say that Patrice, we started this conversation talking about fear mm-hmm. and I've been a coach for years. I've spoken on stages all across the country. I've done, I don't know how many webinars, how many teleseminars, trainings, and all of that, but a podcast was new. hmm So my fear says, hold up, wait a minute. This is not what we do. (laughs) Let's bring it back. And I came to that crossroads. It came time to record my first episode. I must have started and stopped that recording 10 times. that that didn't sound right. That wasn't good. Ooh, look at my voice. Now, mind you, I've been speaking and teaching for 10 years. (laughs) And... I finally got a podcast recorded. But as you know, as you're launching a podcast and doing all those things, you do several recordings and get things in line. And the fear of, is this going to be good enough? Mm. Is this going to be powerful? Will people get the message that I'm trying to relay? And guess what? That fear had me waiting another day to record, another day to record. Mm. You know, and finally the producer was like, (laughs) If you want to make your launch date. (laughs) And so I'm sharing that because no one gets a pass. That's right. No one gets a pass from all of the fear and doubt and challenges that come up when you're ready to step out of your comfort zone. The only difference, the separator, are those who choose to do it in spite of and those who succumb. And as you talked about earlier, My message for the tens of thousands of people won over my fear of how do I sound? Is this good? And all that other Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And so I just wanted to share that because sometimes I think we look at people, like you said earlier, and we think they don't have fear or that things come easy for them. And what we do is we choose. We just choose. We choose to move forward in spite of.
1: I just thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. As you were speaking, what was coming up for me, and I'm not sure if I've told this story on the podcast before, but what came up for me is years ago when my husband and I were pitching me to do a personal finance segment on a local station in the Midwest. I won't even say the city because then I'll give the personal, one. <laughs> but in the Midwest. And so we created these little mini episodes to give an idea of many segments to give an idea of what it would be like and what my personality was like. And the program director at that radio station, his feedback was that my voice was hideous, hmm. hideous. I had never heard such a thing. I was like hideous. <laughs> Man, I've heard that I talk too much. I've heard a lot of things that hideous. And there was a moment where, you know, you can hear, cause sometimes it's internal, but then sometimes we internalize the garbage that other people say. Yeah. And this goes back to your what you said earlier about the fear of kind of rejection or what other people think, being concerned about what other people think. And this one man to this day, I don't know what he looks like. I don't believe I've ever met him in person. I'm not sure if he would even acknowledge it was him at this point. But this one person almost gave me a complex about my voice. Hmm. And. You know, for a day or two, I was kind of hurt. I was like, wow. Now one station in the Midwest, that was it. And <laughs> that amazing. a few days later, my husband and I were talking with a good friend um, at the time, Clyde Anderson, who was a financial analyst and had been on CNN, I don't know, 400 times or something, just an incredible guy in Atlanta. And we decided, forget that. We're going to start our own show. And we did. <sighs> We paid for, produced, created our own show on an AM station out in Atlanta. And we did that for about a year. And it was it did phenomenally well, actually. We had people listening from all over the country. And that was what I was doing right before I got the call to come on the Steve Harvey show. And then now it's been four years. <laughs> I had a weekly segment on a nationally syndicated radio show. And that gave me the courage to launch this podcast where again, tens of thousands of people are now listening to my voice. And I I just wanted to share that too, to your point, Doreen, sometimes it's us. And then sometimes it's what we allow other people to plant in our spirit. mm -hmm. And what if you don't push through? Like, what if that one person, that one person, his assignment was to stop this five years later, Like everything that has been built, the millions of people who have heard me on the Steve Harvey Morning Show and the tons of radio shows I've done around the country down to this podcast would not have happened if I did not manage that fear. It's not that when I launched that first radio show with Clyde Anderson that I was not fearful. I was. What if everyone tunes off when we come on? (laughs) Right. (laughs) If no one listens, what if they don't get it? What if this topic is not sexy enough or whatever? But managing that fear is what has brought me to this point. And so I really hope that as a listening audience, you guys take away that like, like we started with saying, fear is non-discriminatory. We all experience fear of some levels, just about how you manage it and how you put it through in spite of. Man, that really, I'm kind of glad that I had to reflect on that. I hadn't thought about it in a while. Yeah. It's funny, even talking about it now, I'm like, how do I sound? Was <laughs> this <Which> my? <laughs> and it's amazing how it could be a sixth grade teacher. Mm-hmm.
0: It could be your very first supervisor or boss. And now you're 25 years in your career, but you still hear that one person that said, you're not smart enough. Or you still hear that one person that says, you'll never make that much money. Mm-hmm. And you have to choose, you have to actively choose not to embrace it, not to let it sink in. Otherwise, people will miss what it is you're supposed to deliver to this world.
1: Mm. That's good. Okay, Doreen, before I let <laughs> you go, um, we have some rapid wisdom questions that we ask here Redefining Wealth. So I'm going to ask okay. you a few things and just give us your first answer. Okay. How do you define success? Joy, peace, and fun. Mm, I like that you added fun. <laughs> That's good. Okay. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Never without everything. Never without everything.
0: And I say that because everything I need, I already have. Mm. Like I'm already wealthy. And so it's not something I'm striving for. It's something I am and I continue to receive more
1: of. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because when you come from a place of lack, you produce more of that. Right. Yeah, that's good. Okay, what's one book that has redefined how you see wealth?
0: Aside from yours? (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. (laughs) All these interviews, you are the first to answer correctly. (laughs) Aside from yours, you're a badass at making money.
1: Jen Sincero. Jen Sincero. Yes. 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 She's on the wish list for the book. <laughs> I love that book as well. I'm almost done with that one too. Yes. Good choice. I'll link to it in the show notes. Okay. And fill in the blank. My name is, and the truth about wealth is. My name is Doreen. And the truth about wealth
0: is that it is abundantly available to you.
1: Yes. Abundantly available to you. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. Thank you.
0: I am what super fun. excited
1: about the Radical Success Podcast. It drops every Tuesday. We can find it on Apple Podcasts as well as DoreenRainey.com, right? Yes. DoreenRainey.com. Um, All the episodes will be there as well. So
0: yes, definitely check it out. It's my new venture. I'm excited. <laughs>
1: Yes, I'm excited for you. And thank you so much for all the free coaching you've given me. (laughs) My, again, you know, unofficial, officially my unofficial coach. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for everything that you've done so far. You've totally been a blessing to me. And I know that you're going to be a blessing to the podcast community. So welcome again.
0: Well, and it works both ways. I thank you so much for the coaching that you've given me as well. And um, thank you for your blessings for my podcast. I'm excited. You know, looking forward to just sharing the message. Just sharing the message.
1: Awesome. All right. Didn't I tell you? Doreen is no nonsense. I love how she just gets straight to it. I think my favorite takeaway is that a confused mind accomplishes nothing. A confused mind accomplishes nothing. So what do you need to get clarity around today? What do you need to do to take the next best step? That's all we can hope for. And if you have been fearful of moving forward in your career or in your business, kicking it up a notch, taking things to the next level, one of the next best steps that I know you can take is going to IWillEarnMore.com. Join us. It's completely free, and every day you're going to get a new lesson from me, and the first week is all about facing your fears. It's about giving yourself permission. We're going to do that what's-the-worst-case-scenario exercise, plus much more. So join me over at IWillEarnMore.com. Let's do our part. Ladies in particular, and fellas, I hope you learned some stuff and that you will support the women in your life. Please send your wives, your girlfriends, your mamas, your sisters, Send whoever you know seriously because this is a serious topic in our world, really. Um, I want to say in our country, it's U.S., Women's U.S., Equal Pay Day, but this is a big thing all over the world, which is why I have a specialist, world class negotiation specialist, who will be joining us all the way from Denmark in a few weeks. Lovey from I'm Judging You. Do you know who Lovey Ajayi is? I think you do. She'll be joining us next week, and none other than Mickey Taylor, Essence Magazine veteran, is going to show us how to put our best foot forward and how we can, you know, show up when we get that seat at the table. Super excited! So subscribe if you have not already. Please leave a review, share this episode, join me at patricewashington.com for the conversation. And let's earn more money together because I am here. I'm only here to help you live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later.